Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a social media examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher, and my host, my co-host, I should say, uh, is Kim Reynolds. <laughs> this is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We bring you the expert opinions about the relevant social media news and how it impacts you. On today's show, we've got some great guests and some great topics. We're going to talk about Twitter considering adding an edit button. Our guests are going to be Madeline Sklar and Vivica Von Rosen. Before we get into those segments, we are going to remind you that social media marketing world is what puts on this production. And you have to be there. It's the marketing event for 7,000 fellow marketers. It is the mega conference designed to inspire you, empower you as a marketer, and educate you. And Mari Smith just announced she will be keynoting at Social Media Marketing World 2019. We all love us, Samari Smith. So head on over to smmw19.com to get your ticket now. And then before we get into those other segments, I just want to update you on a couple of cool little pieces. So Kim, fill us in on what a friendship profile is on Snapchat. Okay, well, basically it's... They're called friendship profiles, and they're used to capture all the shared media you've exchanged with friends and groups in a single place. And but because Snapchat's all about privacy, right? Um, the profiles are visible only to you and your friends, so you and your friend can each see the stuff you've shared between each other yourselves. But that's it. And in addition to profiles, Snap will begin selling Bitmoji merchandise featuring the company's personalized avatars because, you know, Snap owns Bitmoji. So Bitmoji merch will take the avatars from you and your friends and put them on shirts, mugs, shower curtains, because that's what I want to look at in the shower, and phone cases. So starting yesterday, you should be able to see them in a Snap store, but... And you can get there from the settings menu, but for now, it's only iOS. And then thirdly, Snap's also introducing what it calls comic strips, which if you guys are have been on Facebook a really long time, you'll remember these Bitmoji comic strips. And they used to do them with your Facebook Bitmojis. Anyways, oh, yeah. yeah, remember that a long time ago? Yes. Anyways, so these um, comic strips will feature you and your friends as Bitmojis in a cartoon that appears in the Discover feed. And it's um, basically, you'll see the same story as everyone else. And the friends who appear inside the story will be the person you've chatted with the most recently. So not necessarily the most often, but the most recently. And for now, stories are only going to be available in English. So uh, that's it. Interesting. Yeah. Cool news from Snapchat. So, so in other words, Snapchat's finally getting profiles. 
Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of not. Yeah. Yeah. And then in another uh, blast from the past of social media yeah. news, the Vine creator has debuted that his new looping video app will be called Byte, B-Y-T-E. However, they're not really giving us any other details, but we will in the show notes, as well as if you're here with our live recording of this show, uh, have the link to be able to bump into there, jump jump into there, and uh, request to join Byte's creator program uh, at byte.co. So there you go. Another, uh, I guess you could consider, I mean, Vine was bought by, or created by and bought by Twitter. I can't remember. I no, totally was- remember. It was bought by two. I mean, it was created by these two guys, one of which started this new thing, but it was yeah. bought by Twitter and then That's shut right. down. That's right. Yes. It was shut down a year or two ago, maybe now. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a yeah, while. it's been a while. I, I know. I know uh, we reported on that a while back. Um, but yeah, twenty back in 2016, uh, Grace is telling me. Grace is amazing when it comes to producing she the show. Is. She knows she knows lots of things. So uh, I have clicked and invited Madeline Sklar in. She'll be here in a second. Uh, but we're going to start our, our Twitter uh, segment here. There she is. Welcome, Madeline. Hello. Hey. How are y'all doing? Good. Good. Good to see you. Having me. I'm excited to talk Twitter. We did this a few months ago. We spent we like 30 minutes talking about Twitter. I don't think y'all have ever had me talk that long about Twitter. <laughs> we have a lot to talk about today, so it might take a while. Yeah, and you're going to be back again soon, but we won't say why to talk more about Twitter in another upcoming episode, hopefully. So, But uh, let me quickly say, Madeline is a serial entrepreneur, a leading Twitter marketing expert. She hosts the Twitter Smarter Twitter Chat. Say that 10 times fast. She also hosts the Twitter Smarter podcast and co-hosts the weekly Communities That Convert podcast with Cami. I am going to butcher this last name. How do you say it? Hoisa. Hoisa. Got to make sure I say it. And most importantly (laughs) to us, (laughs) Madeline, great to have you back. So uh, edit button. (laughs) Those two (laughs) words have been like the – in fact, let me say this. When I see people tweeting at the official Twitter account, whenever they post something official about some other feature, people reply with literally the two words, edit button. It's that much in demand, right? It really is. (laughs) It's nice that they're finally like telling us they're seriously considering it. And that's nice because it's been two years since CEO Jack Dorsey has said a word about it. So, and you're right. I mean, everybody is always asking for it. We all want an edit button. We all want to be able to correct a typo or fix that wrong URL we just put in. So they are saying that they are strongly considering this, but short, quick edits, not something that goes back further in time because there could be a lot of implications if if they allow that. Yeah, I, I was really encouraged by the official words that Jack Dorsey came out with. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to literally read a quote here. So he says, you have to pay attention to what are the use cases for an edit button. A lot of people want the edit button because they want to quickly fix a mistake they made, like a misspelling or tweeting the wrong URL. I mean, what marketer hasn't been there? Uh, yeah. That's a lot more achievable than allowing people to edit any tweet all the way back in time. So I think he's getting at the point where I think what he's saying and what he's correctly identifying is the pain point that 
well, consumers also, but us marketers specifically have, which is this, you craft this tweet, and yes, we should maybe be more careful when we craft them, but once it's out there and it's wrong, I can start over or just let it go and then tweet again. And that's a problem, Absolutely. especially well, uh, especially that the fact that now you can't tweet the same thing twice, like exact wording. Remember, you get, get that's right. been pretty recent as well. So, um, we we did a little bit of a poll over on our Facebook page and asked people like, is them considering if they rolled it out, is this a good thing or a bad thing? What are the pros? What are the cons? So let's talk about this. Like, obviously, the pros are there's a real pain point here that this would fix. But what are the cons if this does get rolled out? That, that Depending on how they roll it out, what do you think are the cons, potential cons here? I think the potential cons are the long-term implications. And, and they're saying that they don't want to allow for that. Uh, because what if you retweeted something that you saw, you read, that you felt strongly about, and they go and edit it and go in the opposite direction? Yeah. And you have that retweeted that you're supporting it. So that's what Twitter is trying to avoid here. So in reading between the lines, what they're probably going to do is is put a timer on this and say, okay, you have five minutes, so you can go and quickly fix that typo. Um, I could totally see that working great because we just want that ability to to fix something. I've never wanted to edit something I did a month ago. Or, or even yeah. a few weeks ago, but you know, I tweet something. It's like, oh shoot, I forgot to put an important word. I, I totally screwed up. So we have to delete and start over. Uh, it's frustrating. So I really see this being finally answering our prayers, but I think it's going to be something that's in a very short time period. Of, of yeah. being a lot I, I guess to do it. that's the thing I've been thinking about is, is what is that magic window of how how long is too long, but how short is too short when it comes to, right. oh, crap, I tweeted right. something this morning, you know, earlier this morning versus five minutes ago versus, okay, it's been 24 hours. You you just need to delete that thing and start over. You know, I don't know. I mean, do you have any, I mean, you said five minutes. Do you want only five minutes or would you, I mean, because I can imagine half an hour to an hour would be nice too. I don't know. Yeah. Absolutely. 24 hours. Right. and But it could also be where they say that first retweet is the cutoff time. That first <laughs> True. connection with Ooh. them where you do that tweet, that first like, that first retweet, that first reply. Yeah. Because again, that could change everything if you went back. And I could see people getting a little crazy, especially with all the politics going on right now. Oh, where, yeah. You know, we're all supporting by retweeting and liking and, and replying to tweets. Uh, pertaining to the side we're on with some of these issues. What if somebody purposely went in and went one way just so they could reverse it later and say, hey, look, you're, you support this. Well, Trisha, Trisha had a great idea. She said, you know, why can't they just have an edit flag on a tweet? If you edit the tweet, it's marked edited. So that will help with some of the controversy. So I think that's a great idea. Good job, Trisha. Yes. That's a that's a great point, just like the way Facebook does it. Mm-hmm. But also, if I'm retweeting something, I'm not going to sit there and go back and look at it later to see did they change what they put into the tweet, right? 
So. Yeah, but if, if something were to come up where it was controversial, like, oh, you know, and they changed their tweet list yeah. and you show it's been edited and say, you're a liar ball. I did not <laughs> endorse that. Yeah, I, I, and that's a great point. So, it, you know, it could be that there's just a timer or it could be that first interaction. Oh, geez, yeah. liar, liar ball. Yeah, I, I mean, that... <laughs> That's, that's, a a, a, that's a lot of what we got. That's that's a lot of what we got um, when we were doing the poll. Was the whole idea of you know, even if it says edit there um, after somebody's posted, you know, in, in other words, model it after how Facebook does it. But again, when it comes down to it, like how many people really go back and look and see what it was they shared on Facebook? If somebody went back and edited it and can see clearly, it says edited. You know. So I I just don't know. I don't know what the right answer is here to be to be quite honest. I, I think I think maybe it is a I think maybe they need to let us have or make it a, a very small window and just let it be that. And yeah, right. and maybe they'll test that. I, I would love for them to test a small window so we can yes. just try it on for size, right? And see how it goes. But they are saying that it's mostly people complaining about a typo or uh, putting in the wrong URL. So, you know, usually those are things that as soon as you hit the tweet button, you're like, oh, shoot, I messed up. I got to delete and start over. So yeah. it, would, it would alleviate that, which would be great. And, and I would love for them to put edited so that people do know that it was adjusted. And uh, I think... That would be a great way to do it. She's got a great follow-up question. She says, you know, in Facebook or other platforms that have this model, you know, is this even an issue? Do people do this right. kind of malicious, malicious changing? You know, and honestly, I don't know. I don't know that I've ever seen anybody go back and just outright change something, put something out in one way, get the, you know, the, the social juice on it, the, the virality, the the social proof numbers on it, then switch it to mean to to have a completely different context or meaning. I just don't know that. I, I think you're. I think doing that suddenly damages your reputation. But I could see people doing it on I Twitter. Agree. To be honest, I agree. I agree. But Twitter, every time <laughs> this issue comes up, Twitter always mentions this. They always say, "Well, we can't just." make an edit button because there's long-term implications. They always say that every time. So yeah. it is something they think about. And and listen, kudos for them for doing that because they want to make Twitter a great experience. And so I I think I think they'll come up with a good solution. I I think by them talking about it that we're going in the right direction. It seems like it's at the top of their list now. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that they're, they're actually acknowledging it and talking, they're revealing some of their thought process in the words that Jack has said. So I'm encouraged. I, I hope to see it in uh, the next year. Or so um, speaking of making a Twitter a, a better experience, these other uh, pieces of news here that we've got. So we, we, last time we had you on, we talked about this whole idea of Twitter having this uh, timeline toggling option. Let's revisit that real quick and just say what that is. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, why don't you spell that out for us real quick? Yeah. So, okay. So when I was on a few months ago, we were talking about where Twitter um, has adjusted the the iOS app and it should be the Android app as well. Um, but I know specifically we we're talking about the apps where you could go in and adjust um, 
you know, that we have the algorithmic, so it's top tweets, but you could go in and change it to the chronological, which is how it originally was, um, where you go into Twitter and it's going to be reverse chronological uh, order where the most recent tweets are at the top. And then, you know, you work your way down through that. And a few years ago, they switched it to the algorithmic. So is you may notice when you go into Twitter, it's going to show tweets you missed. And, uh, and this is also for desktop as well. Um, and we've all gotten used to it. I didn't like it at first, and most people I talked to didn't like this. But over time, I, and when we spoke last, I actually said, you know, this is actually pretty good. I'm actually engaging more. And that was why they did it. So they let us know that, hey, if you want to go back to the, the timeline where it's reverse chronological order, here's how you do it. You know, it was a couple of steps on your phone. You have to go to your settings and then you got to go tap. Let's see, you have to tap on content preferences. Um, there's a whole lot of settings. So, you know, just knowing where yeah. to go, tap, 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 you're done. Now you've reverted back. And what I noticed when I tested it a few months ago when we had this conversation, it wasn't always immediate. You had to wait a while and, and maybe refresh a few times. And then finally, it slowly was you know back to reverse chronological. What Twitter is testing right now is an ability to do this much faster where it's just a one tap. So I don't know if you all have noticed, but when you go to Twitter on the mobile app, they moved the compose tweet button. So now it's at the bottom of the screen instead of the top of the screen. So at the top right, and only a small number of people have this right now, this new test, where at the top right, there'll be a little star icon, you tap on it, and you literally can go back and forth and toggle between the two settings for top tweets or recent tweets. And it's interesting because they're saying that are people even going to care? Like, do most people want to go back and forth or have this ability to, to do this at all? So that's what's going on with it right now. I don't have this. I don't know anyone that has it. It's a small test right now. Yeah, but I don't have it either. If you have it, and everybody, if you want to go check, so open up the mobile app. And at the top right, when you're in the home screen, you'll, little, you'll see a little star icon. Yeah. Yeah. Very not me. Eric, one other biggest news piece in Twitter's recent history was the whole algorithm and the instituting of that. And this is them kind of allowing you to have more fine tuning on that. And it looks like they're giving us uh, the ability to do more with that coming soon. So again, two major Twitter issues right there. Um, let's move on to this other one though, because I guess the third major one was the doing away, or not the doing away, but the switching over from, was the stars or the favorite, was it favorite or like, or I'm, the terminology is wrong here. It's like now, and it's a heart. It used to be a star. And that was And favorite. it was favoriting, right? Favoriting? Right. Favoriting. And yeah, so what happened was a few years ago, they switched from the star, which was favorites, to the heart, which is likes. And I used <laughs> to use the, the star for bookmarking, for favorites for bookmarking. A Same lot of here. people I talked to did that. 
And they actually have a bookmark feature now, and and they but they don't talk about it much. So if you don't know, go into your it's all for mobile only. But there is the bookmark feature now. You can bookmark tweets, which is awesome. Um, and uh, we're hoping that they will add this to the desktop because that's where everybody wants to use it. Well, here's what happened with this like button, and it's really interesting. CEO Jack Dorsey told employees at an in-house event, quote, he's not a fan of the heart-shaped button and that Twitter will be eliminating it soon. So everybody's like getting up in arms over this, like, oh my gosh, the like button's going to go away. What are we going to do? And so now they're saying, hey, we're not doing anything right this moment. I don't know if Jack just like, said this without <laughs> talking to other people about it first and, and getting the okay to, to, because, you know, sure, everybody's like, wait a minute, I like having this like button. There, there's a lot of good things out of this, right? But other people say, okay, that's being lazy. Why, why don't you actually hit reply and have a conversation? That's what it's all about. So there's two sides to this. People are going back and forth, you know, should we have a like button? Should we not have a like button? I'm definitely interested to know what people here think. I would love to see comments on, on you know, do yeah. you feel like it's important to have? I personally love having the heart. I like being able to let people know, hey, I really like this tweet. And that's not going to keep me from hitting reply button or not. Sometimes I'm in a big rush and I don't have time to converse, but I don't want to walk away from this tweet not mm-hmm. letting them know that I like the tweet. So what are y'all's thoughts? I'll tell you what I think. I think maybe he wasn't even talking about getting rid of the like button. Maybe he just didn't like the heart and he wanted something else because he said he doesn't like the heart. He didn't say he doesn't like the like function. So maybe he doesn't want a heart. That being said, I like having it because I like being able to give my friends a little bit of love with that like button and the heart. And I don't necessarily want to chit chat about it. I just want to say, Hey, I saw this good tweet. Kudos. Yeah. I I don't think, I don't think that if I, if they, if they got rid of not just the heart, but the whole option, I don't know that I'm going to start replying to people more. You know, Mm -hmm. I like the ability to say, Hey, good, good tweet. And then move on. So, yeah. And don't they need that data for the algorithm? Don't they need to uh, see how people feel yeah. about tweets? You, yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. So that's a great point. So, so I, you know, you may be totally right on this, Cam. That maybe he's just going to change it from heart shape to something else. Yeah, maybe we can all vote. Do a Twitter poll. How? What should we change to? <laughs> change to a bird. With yeah. a, Peace. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Oh gosh. Yeah. All right. So we have one. We have one more piece here. Uh, so they're they are also experimenting with another with a bunch of new features, but one in particular, which is uh, again to enhance conversations. And we talked a little bit about this. This is a little bit different. This is the idea of. Um, uh, uh, what is it called? It, it's pinning these icebreaker kind of um, questions, these options here. It, it's four, four things that they're, what it is, is that they're testing stuff with employees only. So like these are prototypes. They're, they're not even like fully designed yet. And they've been sharing this publicly, which I think is really awesome because it gives us a chance to see like, you know, this isn't something they're, te- you know, like, 
testing to to get ready to do. They're like just prototyping it. Um, and this one here uh, is interesting. So this is uh, the ability to pen an icebreaker question to the top of your profile where you can ask for replies and, and tweet about a specific topic. So you can see here, you know, Mike is saying, I want to know who is the most inspirational person in your life and why. So it's to just spark conversation. You're not going to know to just go to Mike and have this conversation with him. But by yeah. seeing this pinned to the top of his profile, it's like, oh, wow, this is really cool. Let's have a conversation. And one of the uh, of these four new things, the second one is embedded right in here. See how underneath it says reply to in gray is grayed out that reply to. What mm -hmm. Twitter is looking at possibly doing is, I think it's going to clutter things up, but having that literally under every single tweet, because they're saying that a lot of people don't realize that you could click on the little bubble icon for replying. So by mm -hmm. making it very clear, reply to and have that under every single tweet, they think that would encourage more conversation. And it may or it may not. I mean, I think this would be a great one to test in, out in the real world so we can see. Um, but in looking at this, it looks like it. Could you imagine that on every tweet? Every tweet. It, it, I think it'll be a little cluttered. What do you all think? Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like it a little bit because sometimes when I'm replying to a tweet, I get confused who I'm actually replying to. I'm trying to reply to the main tweeter, but then I end up replying to someone else who replied to the tweet, and pretty soon my reply makes no sense. And so for people like me, it might be good. Okay, right. And then there's also um, highlighting replies. And this could be really helpful because, yeah. as you see here, when you are having conversations, they, they're testing color coding. Mm -hmm. And and so employees are playing around with this, and that could be really helpful when you're when you're having conversations and they start going really deep. This could be a really interesting way to kind of nest them all together and color code it. So that's something they're looking at. Yeah, I love that. I think that's awesome. That mm -hmm. I like this a lot. Yeah, the differentiating between the comments is is a huge uh, uh, a way to set apart on on Twitter than other social networks. I'd love it. Absolutely. And so uh, the the tweet on the left, Sarah Hayter, she is a product developer there at Twitter. And what's great is that, you know, she tweeted this out, showed it to people, you know, it is a prototype. And tons of people replied to this and had, you know, gave her their two cents, had conversation with her. And they used that information to help them figure out wh what to do next. So when you see something like this, or you hear about it, go hit reply and, and let them know your thoughts because they do take that into consideration when they're figuring this out. So so everybody go find her account and find this tweet and, <laughs> and reply to it. And then... <laughs> Two cents. The fourth item is uh, an indicator status, and it's a little green dot, and it's to let people know you're on live. And, um, you know, there's, there's pros and cons with that. Plenty of people say, hey, I don't want people to know when I'm live on Twitter. Um, yeah, but I don't know about that one. It. Instagram does it, and that's been working. I, I don't have a problem with it. I don't know if anyone here has issues with it. I don't 
know of an ability to turn it off on Instagram. I haven't seen that. But Twitter says if they do go with this and have that green indicator light, they will give us the ability to turn it off if we don't want people to know when we're live. I like that. I think that's great. Give us a choice and let us know. The other thing with um, with a prompt, because I call that a prompt. So that's the green indicator light prompt. There's also another prompt where uh, for sharing where you can let people know where you are and what you're doing, which would be cool. Facebook lets us do that. So that would be a neat prompt. And that could help spark more conversation. Yeah. You know what? I think actually that would, because I was thinking Vivek is here and she's going to jump on a second talk LinkedIn with us. And LinkedIn has this, uh, Facebook and Messenger, and they've had this. And I think that is, you know, I come to think of it on the other networks that have it. When I see that someone is there, I'm much more likely to shoot them a message or reply to them and then wait to get a message knowing that I know that they are, that they are there, whether they want me to know or not. Yeah, so. I, you know, the thing is with Twitter in all of this that they're doing, all of these things we're talking about today, they want to get people conversing more. And that they say that's Twitter's superpower is conversation. Yeah. So they're just trying to find ways to have more conversation. And I, there's a lot of great things out of all of this that I could see it being very beneficial for all of us. So yeah. we're at a wait and see that none of these things are like, you know, completely yeah. done yet. These are prototypes. There's thinking about it, but it's great that they are trying to come up with new things that yeah. well, make a better place. Yeah. Madeline, uh, it's been great talking with you. Thanks for coming here and talking to us about all the different things that Twitter's got baking in the oven. We hope that they're done soon and we can eat them. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, tell us, Madeline, where can people find you uh, between now and the next time you show up here? Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, best place, Twitter, of course, at Madeline Sklar and my website, MadelineSklar.com, which just got overhauled. It's a new website. I'm really excited. So would love some input if anyone wants to give me their two cents. And I actually have a Twitter course that just went live. If people want to check it out, it's all about Twitter. So uh, yeah, there's the link. Grace Share. Thank you, Grace. Nice. Very cool. Awesome. Uh, Madeline, thanks for being here, and we'll see you again soon. Yep. Happy holidays, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. So uh, we'll bring up Vivica here and kick off our LinkedIn segment. Uh, while we're doing that, I want to remind you again, join us at Social Media Marketing World. Madeline's going to be there. 7,000 other fellow marketers are going to be there. It's the mega conference that you have to be at if you are a social media marketer. It's Social Media Marketing World 2019. Get your ticket, smmw19.com. And uh, yeah. with that, we welcome uh, Vivica. Yay! Hey, it's been too long. It has. We, we were going to have you come on a couple of times. And one of those times yeah. recently, it was like, no, sorry, get married. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm on my honeymoon. I'm getting married. <laughs> but we're glad to have you now. And boy, we've got a lot of LinkedIn, wow. big LinkedIn news. So uh, as you can see behind Vivica, she's got this giant Vengresso banner. She is the co-founder of that. She is also known at LinkedIn expert on Twitter, which is appropriate. We just talked Twitter. 
Yeah. And for social media marketing world, 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19, it's going to be awesome. So I, I, you're a record holder with a few other select people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, you know, and I'm excited about LinkedIn again. There were a couple of years there when like, I'll come speak at social media marketing world, but I don't promise to be nice <laughs> about LinkedIn. I'm always nice about social media marketing world, but yeah, I'm super excited about social media, about LinkedIn. <laughs> um, again, they are making some awesome changes. Yeah. So let's, let's dive right in. LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, the biggest piece that we've got here is that LinkedIn announced that they are rebuilding company pages, business pages, the ones that are not profiles. <laughs> and they're doing it, quote, from the ground up. So let's talk yeah. about what this looks like. What are some of the biggest pieces, the biggest components of this for you? Yeah, yeah. And I have been begging LinkedIn to, 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 to do something with their pages because up until this user interface, they're kind of static, you know? Um, so yeah, to, um, mobile. So company pages will have, uh, I don't know if they're going to be, um, if there's going to be a, a LinkedIn company mobile app or if it will be wrapped into the existing um, uh, LinkedIn company page or LinkedIn app. But anyway, you'll be able not only to just see company pages on your mobile app, you'll be able, the administrators will be able to create content, share content, manage content, curate content. Um, through this mobile app. The main thing I think is that finally LinkedIn pages are becoming a little bit more interactive um, because up until now it's like post your update and listen to crickets because uh -huh. the interactivity was like, man, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's, that's, that's one of the biggest things. The fact that they're mobile, they've got new types of administrators. So it's not one or, you know, it's, it's not all or nothing. It's not, you know, hey, I really only want you to share contacts, content, but I'm going to make you an administrator so you can shut down our page at any time, you know. So now there are lots of different types of administrators, including those that can share content. So that's going to really open it up to marketing teams and community managers. Um, there are the hashtags, right? Hashtags are such a thing on LinkedIn. Finally, mm -hmm. and um, that's what's allowing for uh, the content curation tools that they're introducing, the ability to find content that your audience is actually going to be interested in. Um, because again, where where company pages have failed so dismally in the past is job, you know, job offer, job offer, job posting, <laughs> blog post from our company, blog post from our company, job offer, you know, and, and like no one, no one engaged. Yeah. Um, even, even companies that had thousands and hundreds of thousands or millions of followers, you know, no one was engaging. So this is going to make for that interactivity, I think. One of the things that stuck out the most to me was this new ability to let pages share posts where they are uh, mentioned in so that they can yeah. share these customer testimonials on their page. That's huge. I kind of a no brainer, right? But yeah, not, but you literally had to use like third party apps to find that content, go there, grab the link, bring it back into company pages. And no one was doing that. So now they've, they've automated that process. Um, yeah, no, that's huge. Not only that, um, what other people are saying, but what your employees are saying. And the other thing I've been like is, 
trying to drill home to my, my, my companies that like, you need to make your company page interesting and you need to make it a content hub so that your employees who have a way bigger audience, especially when combined than your company page does probably that they can amplify your content. Well, now company pages, they're, they're, you know, they've got a couple, they're introducing a couple tools that will easily allow employees to do that, but it'll also easily allow the company pages to see what the employees are saying and share that content within the company pages. So it's this great cycle of sharing um, and, and visibility and amplification that they're launching. And as far as I can tell, this is all going to be free with the, with the, the new pages um, user interface. Yeah. Oh, one of the things that yeah. you had talked about uh, a second ago, well, a minute yeah. ago, was this idea of all the different uh, levels of admins. And yeah. when you were talking about that, that rem- that kind of brought to mind um, Facebook Business Manager right. to where you can exactly. control. Yeah. Yeah. I, and exactly. I can't believe we didn't have that already. I, yeah. <laughs> right. I know. And and with it, I hope they bring an easier way of of sponsoring ads because. <laughs> They've improved. I mean, their campaign manager is better than it was, but it's still like so complicated. So, um, yeah, but 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 yeah, it's it's just it can't be all or nothing when you're playing with with especially with huge company pages. You've got Apple, you've got LinkedIn, you've got Social Media Examiner, right? And you don't want to give one person the ability to to wipe that off the planet should they have a bad right. day. And, and so now, you know, they, they might say something you want to remove and edit, um, <laughs> but at least, at least, uh, at least it's not an all or nothing scenario. And it's not, yeah. you're not giving them access to your credit card and, and, and all of that kind of stuff that goes on when you have an all or nothing administrative feature. You know what I wish that they would do is I wish that they would, and this is kind of related to Trisha's comment here is I wish, I wish that they would allow us as administrators on the company page to disconnect people that claim to work for the company that don't. Oh my gosh, exactly. Wouldn't that be great? That would just be fantastic. Or at least like have a button. If if it's not disconnect, at least have a a report button, you know, but right now you got to, go into their profile, grab their link, go to go to the help section of LinkedIn, click through 85 different ways to try and finally, you know, be able to message someone on the other side of the help and and finally let them know. Or, or you can actually, ironically enough, um, LinkedIn at LinkedIn help on Twitter is, is pretty responsive. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Twitter's not dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, LinkedIn. Maybe Twitter's more responsive on LinkedIn. I, I don't know. We can find out. Ooh. Interesting. Uh, one of the other, one of the other cool things here is this idea uh, that they have stated that uh, third party tools yes. uh, that they're broadening, they're right. enhancing. I should say uh, yeah. the partner APIs to make it easier oh for us admins to in conversations on LinkedIn party tools. So. Exactly. They're tearing down that wall. So that was yeah. all that Jeff, that Jeff put up. And um, yeah, I who, who just mentioned that. Um, Ruth, yeah, the benefits of Microsoft. I know so many people were like, oh my God, Microsoft's going to ruin LinkedIn. But um, they haven't. I, I think since Microsoft has, has purchased LinkedIn, the features that they're introducing, like the next one we're going to talk about, I'm like, yes. thank you. Thank you so much. Um, it's, it's time. Yeah, it's it's time for us to have this interactivity, and part of that was, you know, LinkedIn just shut down the API. Um, now it's not open, 
you know, you still have to be like a trusted right. partner of LinkedIn, like uh, uh, crowd, 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 crowd munch, crowd, crowdcast, and um, not crowdcast, we're on crowdcast. Um, is it crowd munch? And, I don't and, remember. Yeah, it is crowd munch. It's crowd munch and, and Hootsuite. And so, yeah, Jeff, to your point, what they're doing is, duh, allowing notifications to go on to an administrator's Hootsuite. So you don't have to like natively jump into LinkedIn and each, and if you're, if you're a community manager, managing pages, you don't have to jump in just to see what, you know, if someone's liked a post or not, like it's actually going to feed that information to you so that you can manage one or 10 or 15. Well, actually we've seen there's like a limit around nine or 10 pages that you can manage, but, um, you know, so that you can manage those those pages and see that activity, which again helps with the engagement piece because yeah. someone might actually have said this is a great idea and asked you a question on your company page yet ever side. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great um, uh, that's a great integration that they've introduced. And then yeah. to that point with CrowdMunch, crowd, this is CrowdMunch, yeah, um, <laughs> analytics. Finally, I mean. LinkedIn's yeah. analytics kind of suck. So um, the fact that they're they're bringing in a third party app that will that will feed true analytics and allow you to compare stations and things like that that's that is also huge too. I'm looking forward to that. I I agree with you with their analytics being subpar. Let's put it that way. And yeah, uh, or non <laughs> or non existent is that kinder? I don't know. So, <laughs> except par, except par is either good. way either way they were lacking and they needed to, to beef them up and they're doing that so and, they did. and so i'm looking forward to that uh, yeah. i'm also looking forward to this other piece here so linkedin is testing yeah. an events tool for offline yeah. meetups yeah. an online tool yeah. for offline meetups that's for awesome. offline meetups, yeah. Oh, let me bring one thing before we talk about events. The other thing is the look of pages is obviously going to be a little bit different. Um, the two things that they've added is a call button, a call to action button. Um, so you can actually, you know, visit website or, or um, you know, find jobs. Or But there's a bunch of different, you can't customize the button, but they give you some different options. So it's all, it's not all find jobs because some of us don't have careers pages. Um, so I can point people using the drop down to visit my website. And you're now have two websites that you can add one in the description section, which is hidden. No one will ever find it. But still, um, you can at least have two different websites. So you can always change this website, which is a little bit above the fold and, um, you know, upright and center. So that's going to drive activity. Uh, the other thing is there's a tagline now. So that will help to, to um, enforce your branding. And then finally, the image. Well, it's still, they, they still give you the wrong dimensions. It's actually, um, I was playing around with it. It was 1285 by 188, I think, or 1125 by 188 is what I mean, fit. So it, it's yeah. prettier. It's not all like, like no one could get their background image to, to fit, like nobody ever in the entire world. So at least um, with the new UI. And, and if you want um, the new pages, you just go to the little grid, the little work grid on the top right-hand side, you go to yeah. pages. If you have an existing page, eventually you'll be, you'll, you'll get this, they're going to integrate them. So you don't have to create a brand new page. It's not really working yet. All you get is the tagline right now. Um, and, but if you create a brand new page that you, you do get the new pages. So I had to create a brand new page, no followers or anything, but, um, but I did get access to the new UI. So at least Very some cool. of that, some of the features. Cool. 
Okay. Very events. cool. Okay, now let's talk events. <laughs> Yay, they're back! <laughs> excited about LinkedIn. Yeah, events are back. And, and you know, you said, Jeff, that the, it, it, it's an online feature for offline events. And that's how they're definitely positioning it, especially since they're launching it to support the LinkedIn local events that people are doing. And they launched it in, 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 in uh, New York and in San Francisco, where, you know, they have a lot of, uh, LinkedIn actually has a lot of live events. Um, however, I don't know why you couldn't just use this for an online event too. I'm just saying. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I'm super, super excited. And like company pages, um, there will be both a mobile and a desktop uh, version now. For events, the mobile is is embedded within, or the the events mobile is embedded within the, the LinkedIn mobile. So you're not going to have a different um, a different app for that. But yeah, it's going to be available on both mobile and desktop. And I'm I'm really, I mean, oh my gosh, seriously, LinkedIn? Like, why'd you get rid of it in the first place? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. There's a lot that's similar to, if, if you can remember way back in 2012. In fact, they got rid of it right after I published my book. Thanks, LinkedIn. Um, so, <laughs> so, thank you. Um, so there's a lot that's similar, right? You can name the event, add the date and time, the location, the, uh, uh, the event hashtag is new. The logo, I believe, is new. The event description is the same as before, 400 characters. Um, the industry is the same as before. And then you can add that external ticketing URL, too. Um, so that's all the same. But it is on mobile now. And there are some additional cool, cool features to, to LinkedIn events um, that, you know, quite frankly, without the use of hashtags, weren't even feasible back in 2012. So, yeah, we're super excited about that, too. I'm kind of hoping well, this am. is out. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping this is out in time for us to do something with this for social media social marketing, media marketing world. world. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and I might talk to Phil like I'm going to change my topic, okay? Because um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like it's super. It's it it's it's a no brainer. Um, now it's not going to have all the features that that uh, you know that an eventbrite might have or or that the social i can't remember what tool we use at, at social media marketing world but whatever tool that is um it's not gonna have all of, yeah yeah me too totally but it's gonna have a lot of the similar features so you're going to be able to see everyone who's attending you know you've invited and they've accepted you're going to be able to see all those people you're going to be able to i'm guessing message them even if you're not a first level connection that's a huge guess you'll definitely be able to invite them to connect. You can combine it with maybe the find nearby feature, right? I don't know. I'm making stuff up now. Yeah. But um, you'll be able to use the hashtag to share videos and content and updates. And that's, you know, LinkedIn's never been great at that. You can maybe almost use it like a tweet chat. I don't know. We'll see. But that's my feel is that we'll be able to use it to support not only um, live events, but virtual events too. Well, I wonder if this is going to be a big threat to like Bizabo that we use for the conference. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yes, and, right? So as far as the way most people use event, um, uh, event uh, apps, maybe, but Visibo has so many other features and the scheduling and the the, yeah. the the attendees and all of the different, you know, rooms and, and um, stages. Yeah. 
at the yeah. agenda. That's, that's the word I was trying to find. Thank you. Uh, I'm on a roll. <laughs> I'm like, and it's going to come to me eventually. Um, yeah, that's that. That's that. That's none of that will be ever available. I think even if LinkedIn came up with a premium, but for most of us, for you know, one day events, or or certainly for one topic events, or for meetups and networking events, it's going to be a phenomenally powerful tool. Yeah. And you can use both. So, yeah. Yeah, true. So the, uh, Grace has reminded us uh, that LinkedIn's planning to roll out this new tool globally over the globally. coming months. And of right. course, whenever anybody says coming months, that could be... <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? But, uh, you know, hopefully soon. But exactly. uh, yeah. It's going to be good. I hope it comes out soon. Yeah. Again, we're I here so in too. what November, and you know we got December, January, February, yeah, March. Months. So give us, you know, yeah, give it to us now. We're great. Yeah. Even a couple months close, we can yeah, play with yeah. it. I don't know. Exactly. So we'll see. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fingers crossed. But it's it's looking really cool, and yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to play around with it. Yeah. For sure. Well, Vivica. Great seeing you. Yeah, Great you too. With you again. Yeah. Glad to have you back. Me too. So uh, we'll have we'll have to do it again soon. Yes, I agree. Um, and congratulations! Then, congratulations! Oh, yes. Mm. <laughs> congratulations! Showing me running at home. Um, where can people find you if they want to connect with you in the meantime between now and social media marketing world? Right, right. So if you Google LinkedIn expert, my LinkedIn profile shows up first. You can always reach out to me there. Just customize your invitation. Um, I'm Vivica at Vengresso, Vivica at Vengresso.com or Vengresso.com. I'll, I'll just pop all that stuff in, in the, the links below. But yeah, um, I hope I get to see a lot of you there. You will. We always yeah. do. And, uh -huh. and uh, you, you meant them. I'm just thinking of myself. Yeah, but anyway. You too. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right. That's we'll awesome. see you soon. Okay, bye, Bruce. Bye, bye. Oh, gosh. All right. I love yeah, her. That our yeah, I know. Great show. Glad that that is our show. Great yeah. show. Uh, <laughs> thanks to Madeline for being here. Thanks to Vivica for being here. Uh, thanks to Kim for being a great co-host. C for handling simulcasts. Grace Duffy for being an amazing show producer. And uh, we will not be having a show next week because it's the week of Thanksgiving here in the United States. But we will be back the week after and moving forward till, say, Christmas time. Uh, but you can get this show on your calendar by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. Add this to your calendar. Uh, if you enjoyed this show, we'd love for you to share it. Share it if you're listening to it as a podcast. Share it if you're watching it as a video on Crowdcast or as a video on the Saturday Post, which is, again, where you can find all the links we talked about in this episode so you can dig deeper and uh, share all the knowledge that was dropped in this episode with everybody else and make yourself seem like you're the expert because, hey, you are. That's our job is to make you the expert. So uh, until we see you the week after, Thanksgiving, normal week, the rest of you, and uh, we'll see you next episode. Bye-bye. Happy Thanksgiving. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. 
Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.